Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you want the information, it's best to go to somebody who lives it and breathes it each and every day. And that's what we're doing right now. Dr. Alejandro Oberman joins us right now on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. He is the president of the Children's Community Pediatrics Children's Hospital and also is a researcher and teaches pediatrics in the School of Medicine at the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Oberman, it is wonderful to have you on KDK. How are you? Great, wonderful. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, thank you for this opportunity to uh, to discuss some, some really important information as it relates to the vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds. I know that there was a Zoom call this morning as you and some colleagues have been part of a conversation and, and, and they've been doing some debriefing about what it is that we know. What are the questions that you are hearing time and again about the vaccine for this youngest population? Well, so the key question is how much experience we have with this vaccine. And, and we have had plenty of experience in adults and adolescents. And now a thorough study has been conducted of 4,500 children. And it showed the same outcome again and again. The vaccine is safe and effective. This is the Pfizer vaccine in children 5 to 11 years and will save lives. When we look at dosage, and I think that's one thing that I hear people asking me, and again, I'm not a physician, I don't even pretend to be, but I hear people calling in and asking these questions about dosage. Should dosage be based on the age of a child, meaning 5 to 11, or they say the weight of a child? Wouldn't that make more sense? And maybe the two of them go hand in hand. They they kind of go hand in hand, but the vaccine provides the lowest dose that we can give children to protect them, which is a third of the adult dose, and with the fewest side effects. So uh, the dose is between 5 and 11 years old. If the child turns 12 after the first dose, then the second dose will probably be given with the 12-year-old dose, 12 to 17-year-old dose, which is the same dose as the adult dose. But it's, it's the minimum amount that they can receive to provide protection with less side effects. And the way the vaccine works, and this is a a good question that a lot of people ask, how does it work? So it provides instructions for training for the children's bodies to recognize the virus and help the body mitigate or eliminate the virus. It trains the body and then it's gone. It's an mRNA vaccine. It's gone afterwards. The vaccine does not stick around. It gets eliminated in several hours. So the vaccine basically is signaling messenger RNA, mRNA, if you will, what the body is supposed to do and then is no longer there. And that's the case for uh, for adolescents and for adults as well. This is not just a special something for children, correct? Exactly, exactly. The important message is the vaccine does not stick around. It teaches you it's like 
the American Academy of Pediatrics is putting it in these words. He's like an invisible coach that trains you what to do whenever the virus you are exposed to it in the future, you will recognize it, mitigate it or eliminate it, and then the vaccine is gone. Dr. Alejandro Oberman joining us here, president of Children's Community Pediatrics in Pittsburgh, and also a professor who teaches pediatrics to med students and does research himself. Doctor, when you say the number of people that it was tested on and things like that, uh, how are those sorts of numbers determined in terms of efficacy and safety? So we have a lot of data from the previous studies in, in older, in adolescents and adults, but the pediatric study for Pfizer was done on 4,500 children, 5 to 11 years. Similar studies are being conducted at our Pittsburgh Vaccine Trial Unit. Dr. Martin is leading those studies with the Moderna vaccine. But the vaccine that was approved today is the Pfizer vaccine. It was 4,500 patients. I had somebody ask me yesterday, they said, I've got an 11-year-old child, but it's only in the 10th percentile for overall weight. And their concern was that, you know, if they go ahead and get the children's dose now and then, what, in 28, 21 days for the Pfizer, they end up getting the adult dose. Is that too much vaccine for them? Is that something that can be looked at or is looked at on a case-by-case basis based on child size and age? Either way would be fine, and in fact, the emergency use authorization wording that that every parent will receive states that they could receive either dose. If they turn 12 for the second dose, they could receive the 11-year-old dose or the 12-year-old dose. So yes, that, that would be an option too. What are you seeing in terms of number of cases within children? Because for the longest time, doctor, children were not getting sick. We're not showing a lot of symptoms from coronavirus. Has that changed with the Delta variant and going through the summer and into the fall? The answer is yes, Rick, unfortunately. There had been six and a half million cases of COVID in children of all ages and 750 deaths overall in children five to 11 years old. There had been 2 million cases. 8,300 children have been hospitalized. 5,000 had multi-system inflammatory syndrome, or MISC, and 94 of those children have died in this age group, 5 to 11 years old. So more than two-thirds of the hospitalized children have been black or Hispanic. And at at this time, during October of 2021, 10% of all COVID cases are in this age group. Are those worldwide numbers or U.S. numbers? U.S. numbers. U.S. numbers, right. So when you look at the number of children who have died and things like that, people say it doesn't affect children. That's not what we are seeing now with with the stage of where the virus is, it sounds like. No, No, it's not. And 750 children of all ages have died. And that is four times greater than the number of deaths you see for any flu epidemic over the past 20 years. So... The rates are low, but in my eyes, it's 750 children too many that have died of COVID. When parents ask you about the vaccine, what's your answer? How how do you explain it to them as to what they should do if they're asking your opinion? My opinion with regards to getting the vaccine? Yes, please. It's it's a no-brainer. This is a vaccine-preventable disease now. The people that are in the hospital are mostly unvaccinated. The people that are dying are mostly unvaccinated. So it's a vaccine that will save lives. Um, There is, of course, minor adverse events of the vaccine that are short-lived, that are one or two days, arm pain, low-grade fever, fatigue, headache, that goes away. 
within 48, 72 hours, it's completely gone. But this is a vaccine-preventable disease like measles, like polio, like many other diseases we immunize for. And, and it, it is the right thing to do to get immunized because the other thing is that children are the ones that could bring COVID into the household of, of older adults, folks that are immunosuppressed, that rely on children to, and adults to be vaccinated to protect them. And the younger children that are not able to get the vaccine yet, the ones that are less than five years old, that are not eligible to get the vaccines because those vaccines are probably not going to get approved until next year. So we've got to shield the, the folks that cannot protect themselves and protect the children so they don't get sick. So what we're looking at then is uh, an opportunity for children to basically not only protect themselves, but protect mom and dad and or grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles, people that they know from down the street, et cetera, and make sure that it doesn't spread through those other people. Exactly. Doctor, thank you so much for being on with us. We very much appreciate it. And you're anticipating the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson children's dosage sometime next year. Is that what I hear you say? Um, This the Moderna data will probably, we are actually conducting the studies now in the six month to, uh, to um, two years, and we are also doing the studies in the five to 11 years on the Moderna side. But those studies are probably not going to be submitted until later during the year. So I would not expect approval before early next year. Okay, very good. Doctor, thank you so very much, not only for the research, but for the teaching that you do and for explaining this to us. We appreciate all of it. Thank you, Rick, so much. Thanks Dr. For Oberman joining us again, president of Children's Community Pediatrics here in Pittsburgh. Rick Dayton Show on KDKA 866-391-1020 is the way that you can be part of the conversation. And we appreciate the time of Dr. Oberman being with us talking about the uh, latest approval for the Pfizer vaccine to be used for 5 to 11-year-olds. Let's go to the phones right now and see what's on people's minds. We're going to start with Jeff in Pittsburgh. Hello, Jeff. You're on KDKA. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Excellent. So this is going to be a challenging phone call. I'm certainly not on board with what he said. Okay. Um, You you guys have been blasting this vaccine forever, and everybody's saying you got to look at the science. you got to look at the science. you got to look at the science. The science that the companies who are making these drugs, Pfizer and Biotech, their own report, to the FDA, which you can read on the FDA's website, stated they did not have enough participants to detect the risk of myocarditis from 5 to 11-year-olds. Okay. It didn't say there is no myocarditis, but the, and, and uh, other physicians will tell you they didn't have enough participants. Any other drug trial would have taken more participants and a lot longer, so that's one thing. The second thing that they said, they estimate that if hospitalizations continue to, to reach the levels they were in June, there will be way more cases of myocarditis than in the hospitals from the vaccine than any cases of COVID. So if we're supposed to follow this science, and this is needed for children we're trying to protect, why won't they take more time or have more participants? And if, and if, if anybody's even questioning the FDA is on our side, go watch that Dope Sick miniseries. It's true. It is not fantasy. The FDA is protecting big business. They do not protect the public, period. To your point, Jeff, and I, and I appreciate you being so candid and, and, and saying exactly what you think. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. I, I'm not going to take up for the FDA. I am not going to take up for researchers. I'm not going to. But I think that the answer that you would hear them say is that the risk 
of coronavirus far outweighs the risk of myocarditis. I, I think that's absolutely what they're going to say. There's no question in my mind that's what they're going to say. He gave you the numbers. He said seven or uh, 750 have died out of 7 million, 8 million that have had it. Mm-hmm. That's that, that percentage is so unbelievably low. It's ridiculous. Well, and I think that the number of myocarditis cases, the number of myocarditis cases is far less than that. They just released the vaccine. There's no way that all the reports are coming in yet. When, when people were taking the vaccine, they said, well, it's going to take a week or two for us to see if it had any effect. Well, then the same is true here. It will take a week or two or maybe a month to see how many cases of myocarditis are even reported correctly. And then we're going to have a better idea. Are we really willing to take that gamble with our kids? Well, and, and that's and that's kids a question. No, I, Jeff, I think that's a that's a fair question. And I will say to you what I have said from the beginning. Everybody has the right to make their own decision, period. There is absolutely no way that the government should be saying you have to do this or you have to do that. For me, I agree. I chose to be vaccinated. Our children, now my children are probably older than yours. I've got a 25-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 21-year-old. All three of them made the decision on their own that they wanted to be vaccinated. Now, if I had a 5-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 12-year-old, I would be in a much different situation. I'm just basing it on my reality of how old my children are. And I think that parents Uh do need to do exactly what you're doing, Jeff, and that is evaluate all of the information that you you can get your hands on to make the best decision for you and for your family, whether it's your children, your stepchildren, whatever. I, I think that you are absolutely positively doing it the right way. Well, but I'm, I'm, I'm challenging KDK News because you were the first news channel. And it, no offense to you, but I hear every everybody interviewing these doctors on KDK, throw them pre, you know, preset law, you know, just questions. They just softball questions. And it's pro pro vaccine. It's not challenging them. Any challenging questions, you let them run their course. Nobody challenges them. They have not heard a debate from two doctors on your radio, one against the vaccine or or at least pro safe vaccines, and and then the and then somebody who follows this FDA guideline. Where is the news? The news. Who are the doctors who right are now, speaking out propaganda. against the vaccines? There are all over the place, but we're silenced. I'm a physician. I've been silenced. The FDA sends us things saying you can't say this you can't say that google shuts down everybody oh sure if you want to google anything any anything safe vaccines you won't get the doctors up there what's your specialty everybody's shutting it down what's your your specialty in medicine excuse me i'm a chiropractor but i you know i don't i don't prescribe anything but i'm sure as hell going to research it just like every other doctor right PubMed. i'm on it Jeff, I appreciate it. And thank you for this conversation, because I think this is the type of conversation that needs to be had between people who may not necessarily see eye to eye on it, but at least to be able to have a civil debate and a civil discussion. And I very much appreciate the fact that you were willing to do that. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you talking to me. Thank you. Absolutely. Jeff calling from Pittsburgh here on KDKA. That phone line's available. If you want to jump in, I'd love to hear from you. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. 
It's the Rick Dayton Show, Friday afternoon, heading into a weekend. We're looking at temperatures tomorrow, pushing up to 53, 56 by Sunday, 60 and 62 on Monday and Tuesday. Lots and lots of sunshine for the next few days. And I think we'll all take that, won't we? I'd like to have it a little bit warmer than what it is right now. We do expect temperatures tonight back down below the freezing mark down to a low of 27. So bundle up if you're going to high school football games tonight as the playoffs get started this evening. And of course, we'll have a game for you tonight. It's going to be North Hills and Peters Township up at Martinelli Stadium, the home of Ben Kaminos, producer extraordinaire. Well, North Hills was. not not He doesn't live at Martinelli Stadium anymore, but he's been there a time or 10. Anyway, let's get back to the conversation at hand, talking about 5- to 11-year-olds uh, being eligible to receive the Pfizer vaccine. It is one-third the dose of what adults receive. And we had a conversation early on today with Dr. Alejandro Oberman, a president of Children's Community Pediatrics from Children's Hospital and a physician who was also on the faculty teaching pediatricians at UPMC in the Pitt School of Medicine. Let's go back to the phones and find out what's on people's minds. We're going to start with Nancy. Nancy's calling us from Cheswick today. Hi, Nancy. You're on KDK. Thanks for holding. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm not I'm not talking about children and talking about myself. Okay. And I'd like to give you the reason why I haven't had the shots. I'm 84 years old. Okay. Some years ago, a few years ago, I was allergic to a medicine, and I'm allergic to so much stuff. Mm-hmm. I have so much trouble with anything. I, I ended up on a ventilator for nine days from poisoning from the medicine. That makes me half afraid to get anything now. Okay. Because no. I'm afraid that, that that that'll happen again. No, and I think that Nancy, I think that's a, a valid point that you make, and I appreciate you calling in. I know there are people, for instance, who cannot get a flu shot if they have an allergy to eggs. It's just one of those things that the body's reaction and what is in the flu shot that a lot of people will say, if you've got that, we advise you not to get it. So, again, I've said all along, it is your individual decision as to what you want to do for you and for your body. Thanks for calling. Nancy from Cheswick. Moving on to Barb. Barb's on the south side. Hi, Barb. You're on KDKA. How are you? Hey, you know, Rick, you're a nicer person than me. Why? I hear some. Why? Because I'll tell you what, that guy that called in, I'm a doctor. Let me tell you, the day I want a chiropractor, he's not an epidemiologist, he's not a virologist. I worked in a medical lab for 20 years. Mm -hmm. You have people doing all of the research, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That's wonderful. You should be an informed patient. Sure. That's fabulous. My boss used to say a man who tries to treat himself has a fool for a doctor. But listen what I'm telling you. You have people calling up and talking about reaction they had all 100 years ago, this, that, and the other. All of these people started doing this stuff within the last two years. I want all the patriots out there and all the people making the decisions for your kids out of school if they're getting the DPT. Because when was the last time you saw anybody die from diphtheria, which is the D part, mm-hmm. and you say, well, I, it's a minuscule amount, hardly any throughout the country. Pertussis, there's lots of that. There's about what? three cases a year, right? There's no diphtheria. Have you heard anybody get in the hospital for diphtheria? Well, why is your kid getting it? Why? Pertussis. That's the P part. Right. Pertussis is whooping cough. Right. Now, listen what I'm telling you. What I'm saying to you is your children that you say you love so very much, and you're a patriot, and you're a researcher now, and you're going to do all of this. Why are you letting your children get these shots? How fast did the diphtheria 
get approved many, many years ago, Mr. Research, Mr. Chiropractor. Well, how fast at whooping cough? You don't even know anybody that's had whooping cough. Your kids are still getting these vaccines. So it's not, it's a political response to a, 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 a pandemic. And it's un, a, unfortunate, but a lot of people don't understand. They listen to Uncle Joe. They read some obscure journal someplace. Well, I, mean, I saw this. I saw yeah, No, Bar- Barb, I, I think that you're making, a, you're making a lot of really, really so, uh, salient points. The protection is for the other kid. If you're a kid, right. Rick, if you have right. a seven-year-old, he goes to school and you say, look, I don't want him to get the DBT. I don't want him to get the measles, mumps, and rubella, though mm-hmm. I know nobody who had rubella MMR, in 25 right? yep. years. It's to protect somebody sitting next to you. It's not all about you. And people that don't understand this, but they hold in on this COVID, it's a political response to this. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I hear someone says, well, I'm a doctor. He's giving all these credentials, and he's a chiropractor. Now, this is where you're nicer than me. I suggest you go back and adjust spines and leave virology to the virologist. Thank you, Because Barb. all of the people that I hear constantly every day, oh, you know, I, I just don't trust it. Well, you're a patriot until you have to pull your own kids. And they say, your kid's not going to school without their, they're not up on their vaccinations. They're not up on your boosters. So now you've got 15, 20 shots they got to get. All because, I mean, did you, did you do research then? No. You won't research your measles, mumps, and rubella when you get your MMR. Hey, Barb, Barb, Barb. I, and I, now I, you're researching. Barb, I want, you to take it, I want you to take a big, deep breath right now. Take a big, I deep breath. It's, so, it's hilarious. No, I, I understand. Right? But just uh, to take a big, deep breath. Good air I'm in. I'm breathing fine. Thank you. I'm no, breathing very well. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for calling, Barb. I sure appreciate you Rick. sharing your opinion. Thank you, ma'am. And I will say this. I mean, you know, when, when the caller called in and said that he was a chiropractor, I didn't say a word. I didn't say anything. Chiropractors, typically, it's a four-year undergraduate degree, and then it's a four-year degree on top of that extensive training in chiropractic care for them to be a licensed practitioner. And so that is going to be a four-year. Some will go on and do a residency that could be two or three. There is a lot of additional schooling for this. But at no point will you ever hear me say that a chiropractic doctor is a medical doctor because they are not, period. Plain and simple. Barb heard that. I think some other people heard that. Jeff would tell you the same thing. The caller would tell you the same thing, that they are not medical doctors. They are doctors of their chiropractic doctors. So we have very much appreciate the, the fact that, again, Jeff is entitled to his opinion, as is Barb, as is Nancy, as is Rick, as is Ben. And I appreciate the fact that all of you are part of KDKA. 866-391-1020. You want to jump in here? We've got time for you. We've got some other things coming up today, including some changes for the Salvation Army. What are they doing a little bit differently this holiday season? We will get into that and a whole lot more. Again, telephone number is 866-391-1020, talking about the 5 to 11-year-olds now being eligible to receive the Pfizer vaccine, one-third the dose of what adults will receive. And, of course, there will be a second dose that they have to get 
21 days later, just like adults do as well. It's eight minutes until four o'clock on KDKA, 866-391-1020 is the way that you can be part of the conversation talking about what's going on with the five to 11-year-olds receiving the emergency use authorization Pfizer vaccine that has been approved. And as of right now, they are indeed receiving them. I know that we're going to get to traffic and Paul is important. We will get to him in due time. And you're just building anticipation. And I, I know that you can't wait until you hear from Paul, but it's going to be about three minutes. OK, so just 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 relax. It's, it's all going to be OK. Let's go to the phones right now. Let's go back and find out what's on people's minds. We're going to go to Jim. Jim's calling us from Lake Trobe, Pennsylvania. Hi, Jim. How are you? Good, Rick. How are you? I am very well. Tell us what's on your mind. I do not have any uh, five to 11 year olds, but I do have three children. You and, and I are the same. Uh, I had no problem. My first two children were happy to get the vaccine. They're all actually older than 18. Mm -hmm. um, so two, two on their own decided this is what they wanted to do. But my youngest uh, absolutely had no intention of getting it, even though the entire family, the entire extended family got it. You know, and he just he just won't do it. So I mean, there's another missing little piece of the pie of people that are that 20 year old, 18 year old age that are allowed to make their own decisions. But uh, I think there's a lot of people in that group that aren't getting vaccinated either. I would definitely vaccinate my younger kids if if I had them. If they were under the age of 18 and you were still making that decision for them, right? Right. Did, yeah, why? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I, I just feel like, I mean, I've given them every other vaccine in the world, even the optional ones. Um, for, uh, you know, there's a couple optional ones that kind of come along that you don't have to get. Human papillomavirus and HPV kids. and that sort of thing, right? Exactly. Yep. 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 What's his so, reason I mean, for just, not doing it, Jim? Without without saying too much or without you know embarrassing him, yeah, if you can. No, I mean, I, I think uh, reproductive harm in the future was really the uh, the main. Yeah. Thing. Yep. You know, there's all this stuff on the internet, and it's not really sanctioned things, or it's you know stuff that is definitely. It's out there. Yeah, it, it definitely is. But there, there's so there's so much out there, and there's a lot of people in that age group that are reading this stuff. And I mean, I'm not worried about them getting COVID and dying, but I'm just like, uh, everybody else in the family is good. It's like, why would you do this? And now there's like one person that's kind of I got to worry about it a little bit. Yeah, he lives with. Yeah. Well, and let, yeah, no, that's a valid point, Jim, and I sure appreciate you calling. And the other reality, I mean, the other reality is this, and that even though everybody else in the family is vaccinated, that doesn't mean that they may not contract coronavirus. I mean, we have seen a lot of people who have been vaccinated who still are getting it. There's no guarantee that you will not get it, but those that do tend to show far fewer symptoms and spend much less time if they end up in the hospital, in the hospital, and in intensive care. Jim from Latrobe, good call. We appreciate you calling in. 866-391-1020 is how you get in touch. And we've got some open line time. And we'll be uh, switching subjects here at the top of the hour right now. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.